welcome into episode 36 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I am joined by the Worth Brothers. How you guys doing? Yo, what's going on? Hey, what's up, dude? We're doing great. Thanks. Oh, man, it's good to be back. Thank you guys for covering for me. I know we like ended up going late, and then I had to have that early, early morning meeting, so uh, it was kind of unfortunate. But, you know, I'm glad that you guys were able to get that out. And Josh, no worries, dude. I'm sure the listeners labor. are sick of hearing my voice already, so. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm not sick of you guys. I'm not. I listened to everything. I had to listen through, and you know, I heard you try and you know shame me for beating me. But you know, I just want to say it's the injuries, okay? That's what it was. <laughs> Thanks All for right? the waiver wire breakdown too, Josh. That was great. Oh, I got yeah. you. Yep, yep. There was there was some good ones on there. I did notice on the tight end one that we missed the Dulcich. I. I Really like him rest of the season too, though. I, you know, I I didn't think about it, but he was probably someone that was that could have been dropped during buys. I just figured he was probably owned because he had a a nice little breakout campaign. Yeah, I do. I do like him rest of the season. I think. Uh, yeah, I agree. Russ and him started getting a little bit of a, a rapport going there, and I think he might be able to build something onto that going forward. So, you know, but man, we're uh, we're closing in on on the the playoffs here and it's going to be you know getting interesting here real soon are you guys getting excited oh yeah yeah man i'm excited i'm nervous i'm scared yeah oh i'm nervous i don't i don't know if i'm going to be able to make the playoffs in all of my leagues i definitely don't think i'm making it in that two qb dynasty uh i've been looking at doing some selling i just sold ramondre stevenson i don't know how great of an idea that was but you know, I'm like adding, adding some picks, and uh, so you know, it going, is what it is. That one's brutal I'm, for all of us. <laughs> I'm yeah, it is. I'm fighting for league of record right now. Dynasty, we should be good to go. League of record yep. is crazy for us. This it's is probably, crazy every year. This is probably this is one of the most competitive years though we've had as far as like how many. I mean, there's what six, four, and five teams this year. Like five we're just, right now. Yeah, just everybody's just beating each other up, and it's it's great to see. I mean, we have so many close matchups right at the end, and oh, it's 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 fun to watch. I I definitely have enjoyed this season. So, oh yeah, and, fun yeah. but stressful. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, I have scars it's, from this season, man. <laughs> I think I'm going to continue to as well. So I'm sure Brandon does with a a point zero five loss, and yep. Two losses in this league by a total of 0.35 points. Yeah, I lost one by 0.3 and one by 0.05. It is just, that is painful. And I'm on a 10-year streak of not making the playoffs, so it's hurting even more right now. <laughs> like, this is just, it's so bad. Oh, man. I can admit that, though. You so, are you're five and four, though, right? One game ahead of that, I that big yep. pick at four and five trying to chase you. So. And yep, I'm one game um, behind it, just trying mm-hmm. to keep up. Yeah. yeah but the thing need, is, you you're still in wins it. here. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, it's too close. It's too close. Other than the top two, they're running away with it. They are. They have some monster teams. I, I never would have thought that that Hill and Waddle would be this dangerous of a stack for him like no kidding <laughs> it wins <Right>. games <laughs> yeah <sighs> we were close our matchup was really close and that was the week that they played um baltimore and we were super close and all of a sudden in a matter of like three minutes he scored like 33 points and i was like 
what just happened to our matchup? Like, where did it go? (laughs) I lost by like 44 points that week. I was like, this is ridiculous. Having Tyreek Hill on your team this year has been kind of a cheat code. Like Jordan and I talked about in in an episode earlier, he's already had like a good wide receiver season and it's halfway through the season. Uh Yeah. 1,100 yards on the season already. Mm Mm-hmm ridiculous so all right well let's <laughs> hop into the the daily roundabout here uh keenan allen is still not practicing this week they're talking like he may not even play again this week i can't believe that i thought after the bye he would be back and it's it's still not good for him so uh it's with mike news. williams out yeah i mean with mike williams out it's, it's really been hurting you know herbert i mean herbert's been at um the uh what's he been sitting at quarterback 18 on the season and yeah, and half of his like two and three, man, we, we talked about half of his weeks were worse than I think like QB 18 on the week. So it's, yeah. it's not been good. He had a couple, he had a couple good games, but not the consistency that we were seeing last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not good to, uh, Khalil Mack is not practicing an undisclosed injury or illness for him. Uh, Josh Allen, the news came out that he's week to week right now with the UCL injury. He is expected to play this week, but you know it's something to keep an eye on. They did say that uh, it was partially torn, so you know that could be that could be interesting on how this team plays and what what happens going forward with this team. So it's certainly something to monitor um, for him heading into the playoffs and all that. Last time he had this injury, he did miss four weeks. So they do know that this is kind of their season to do it. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, Kyler Murray has been limited with a hamstring injury. He is questionable for Sunday. He popped up on today's um, injury report. So that's definitely something to monitor because Kyler is, you know, he depends on his legs, the running ability, all of that. So uh, I would I would definitely monitor that one. Um, yeah, even when it's not him – rushing it's the ability to escape from the pocket and make a play happen and we've Mm -hmm. seen in previous years when he's had like he had a sprained ankle one year and it has decreased his rushing and decreased his fantasy points so uh, it's i'm a little nervous for his uh his floor and his ceiling right now yeah definitely uh matthew stafford popped up in the concussion protocol this week did that happen? Was that after the game, or was that something that happened in practice? I I didn't see I didn't anything. Didn't even see news surrounding it. That was the only blurb that I saw. Yeah, just maybe popped they, up on sleeper today. Maybe they looked at a, a play that happened during the game and decided that they needed to put him in the protocol or something. I don't really know. Like they're they're constantly changing and updating these rules right now, so it's kind of I'm not a hundred percent sure what happened there. Yeah, it's definitely it, something to monitor, though, because with the new rules, the tour rule and all that stuff, there's a good chance that he ends up missing if it was, you know, I mean, I didn't see any symptoms during the game or anything like that, but it's something to keep an eye on. Um, good news out of Indianapolis, though, Jonathan Taylor returned to practice. Uh, it's looking like he's going to be ready to go this week, which they need. I mean, they need all the help they can get. Um, it's bad news for the Raiders. New head coach, new everything. Uh, yeah, bad news for the Raiders because they can give up some points to the running back position. Um, oh, yeah. So, with the best uh, of them, baby. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, I mean, we weren't, we weren't far off on, I heard you guys talking about the ETN stuff in the last episode. The 150 yards, we we're only 21 yards short. Um, 
you know, and he so got like the that. two touchdowns. If he you watched that game and told me he got less than 150 yards, I'd be like, you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was close. So um, Debo Samuel was a full participant in practice. It's looking like he's going to be returning and back. The Rams are eyeing uh, Kyron Williams return this Sunday, which is huge for them. They need that, too. Like they do. They have to figure out something on this team because they don't have players outside of Cooper Cup are doing anything like he's the only one. They have no Um, explosiveness out of the backfield and their offensive line doesn't help. and, And I don't understand what happened to Higby because he was productive early on in the year. They just stopped targeting him. Like, yeah, I, I, I dropped him. I, I didn't want to. But like what, the last three weeks, he they, they just haven't been looking his way. And it's like that that offense is just like, OK, let's get the ball to Cooper Cup. And that's it. And it feels like they've tried to get the ball to Allen Robinson more. And it has done nothing but be bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's that offense is uh, I know the coach said, oh, we got to do something different. Yet you've had to do something different for quite a while now. And it's not working. So it's shambles. Um, yeah, uh, Aaron Jones is practicing. Uh, nobody else in Green Bay is, though. Uh, man, they are just they're hit with injuries. I mean, yeah, man, Aaron Rodgers is actually, practicing right now. He's he has a little uh, Nick going on. He's banged up. So which is kind of crazy, though, because uh, when I was looking at like the, the number of injuries and like the percentage per team and stuff like that, they weren't that low. But I have a feeling after this last week. They're pretty far down there as far as injuries go. Uh, I would got to be down it. around the fifty to sixty percent healthy, um, which is terrible for them. I mean, I, I feel bad, I, you know, but I, I'm curious to see what they do now. I can't believe they're not all in on trying to get OBJ. Um, hmm. I think that would make such a huge difference for them. But I also don't know if OBJ wants to go there because they don't. It's not looking like they're going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, uh, I feel the same way about it. And if they wanted to go get a wide receiver they could have done it a few times and it might have actually helped them make the playoffs this year and they didn't do it so it just doesn't seem like something that they're interested in to me Mm -hmm. for sure uh Traylon Burks is activated from IR plans to play this Sunday they need that as well uh Tennessee you saw last week um I mean I I guess that was kind of Malik Willis also they had seven yards in the second half I don't know if you guys knew that Seven total yards in the second half. Um, They just stopped feeding, like they stopped feeding Derrick Henry too. Like it didn't make sense. Like I was so confused too. He was he was killing the Chiefs in the first half. They were winning. Uh, Like why do you? How do you not hand Derrick Henry the ball forty times in that game? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I I don't even I don't I don't get it. I, I don't get what they were doing. They had Nobody to, wanted to see the, the Chiefs lose that game more than the, the three of us, too. So. For real. <laughs> <laughs> You're 100% correct on that one. So, um, Well, should we hop into the weekend preview unless you guys got anything else? Let's do it. Okay. Well, first up, Thursday night. Oh, actually, let's talk about the bye weeks first. We got Ravens, Bengals, and Jets. Three pretty big buys, uh, the Ravens and Bengals, at least. Um, that's affecting me in multiple leagues. fourth <laughs> team? Isn't it usually... A- and like kind of in pairs. Um, I looked it up earlier today. I would think there's got to be a fourth team. Week ten by weeks NFL. Oh, the Pats. That's what I missed. Okay. Ah, there we go. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, you're welcome. I was, I was like, 
I'm pretty sure it's always an even number. <laughs> yeah, this week it's because otherwise they be a, Yeah, so uh, man, I, I just have to say this really quick because we were talking about this. Ingram ended two points short. Oh no! no. <laughs> he got the twenty-two. <laughs> Rest uh, in peace, Brandon's parlay. Is that yeah. your third or fourth that only you've missed on one player? I well, I missed two tonight by one player. Oh my god! I was I needed uh, I needed uh, Michael Porter Jr. to have twenty five points, rebounds, and assists. He got twenty three, and then I needed Brandon Ingram to score twenty four points, and he got twenty two. <laughs> oh. He scored sixteen in the fourth quarter. Oh my no. gosh! I needed dude. eighteen in the fourth quarter. That's funny. I can't um, believe it. Yeah, they fouled the wrong guy at the end of the game multiple times. So, um, all right. Uh, so we've got the the Falcons at Panthers Thursday night football, 43 and a half point over under the Falcons minus three. Uh, I, as, man, as far as like offensive players really to start in this game, I mean, you're probably going to start Pitts. He's been, I guess, halfway decent as of late. Um, Tight but- ends are terrible. Tight ends are terrible. So he's, you know, top 15 tight end just because As we say on this podcast. <laughs> uh, and then Cordero Patterson, I think, could be in for a huge game in this game again. Uh, you know, they yeah. they depend on him. He gets the goal line work. Uh, and then other than that, I mean, are you starting DJ Morgan? Are you are you rolling him out there with they're going to start PJ Walker again? And Atlanta's terrible against wide receivers. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I, it's a hesitant. Yeah. yeah, if you got better options, then certainly not. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. with the Bengals and the Jets and the Ravens, well, the, I mean, the Ravens and Pats, you don't have many wide receivers just starting anyways, but you might be starting some guys on the Bengals and Jets. So if you've got bye weeks and stuff, you could probably do worse than starting DJ Moore this week. But he's not in my like top flex options. He's scoring a touchdown this week. You think so? Nah, Tommy Tremble. DJ Moore scored a touchdown this week. I think they have just as good of odds. Don't you do yeah. that to me. <laughs> He's going to do it. Tommy uh, Tremble. We got, we uh, how about Mariota? You guys starting him this Thursday night? Starting who? Mariota. Is he a, is he a uh, streamable no. QB this week? No, I've been thinking no. about picking him up in League of Record in case Kyler doesn't play. And Brandon brought up the good point that with Cordero Patterson back, he's probably going to run less than he had been, especially in the red zone. Yeah, that's where I'm worried. So that's the big thing is we were dependent on a lot of Mariota's touchdowns, and now that Cordero's back, they you know they trust to give him the ball. You know they want to give him the ball in the red zone, and you almost have to get at least one rushing touchdown out of Mariota to have a useful week. And, you know, Thursday night games, I mean, anything can happen. But, you know, if the track record continues, Thursday night games are terrible. And, well, (laughs) this isn't a very exciting game, to be honest. I'm not excited about the matchup. Although I do Um, think the Falcons want to make a point in this one. And they're trying to vie for this, you know, for this division. And I think they want to make a point against a divisional opponent that they, uh, you know, they're, they're on top. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, if they win this game, they're going to take the division back over because I think Seattle beats the Bucks. So, probably, you know, I think yeah. you're right. Well, let's hop into that game. Seattle six and three at Buccaneers four and five. It is in Munich, so it is a six thirty a.m. Germany, <laughs> the Germans. 
44 and a half point over under Buccaneers minus three. Seattle just can't get respect. I don't respect Seattle, but uh, they, they just, you know, they, they can't get the respect. They're, they're playing good. I mean, their defense. I agree. Playing I saw this decent. line and I was bummed, man. Mm-hmm. What? Why can't the experts see what I see in that Seattle is currently a better team than the Buccaneers? Yeah, I mean, if I was to pick somebody to win this game, I just I, I would I would take Seattle. I mean, everyone's talking like, oh, you know, uh, I I saw something on TikTok actually. I I kind of got into it with this guy on TikTok because he was like telling everybody to bench Ken Walker, and I was like, what? Like in what bench world? Ken Walker? And first of all, in what league can you bench Ken Walker? Like there's yeah, no leagues where you're going to have league. a running back. Yeah. You know, and, and second of all, the Buccaneers have been giving up points to the running back position. Like their run defense isn't as big with Shaq out and those guys out. Like yeah. their defense is still giving up points to the running back position. And, you know, Ken Walker scored in five straight games. He's had two TDs in two games on that stretch. I mean, do you think that continues? I mean, I don't see how he doesn't end up in the end zone again this week. Like, I they trust you, him, you know. Uh, I can easily see him getting back in the end zone again this week. I mean, that offense is going to move the ball against that secondary. They're great passing offense right now. And all they have to do is get in the red zone, and they trust him, and I think he'll fall into the end zone again. So I would rather play Ken Walker than Fournette. I would rather play the Seahawks duo of wide receivers than Mike Evans or Chris Godwin right now. I'm with How you. How crazy. If you would have told me that 10 weeks ago at the start of the season, I would have said that you were drunk and you shouldn't be on a podcast. Even like three right. weeks ago, I probably would have been like, uh, I don't know. Like, you know, DK's had some down weeks. Lockett's had some down weeks. I don't know if I want to go that far. But now at this point, you know, you have to acknowledge the reality that the Buxo line is not giving Tom Brady time to throw the ball downfield. It's really capping the floor and ceiling for Evans and Godwin. Uh, Otten's really the only one getting stuff done right now. Uh, Brady uses the tight end as a safety blanket always has. And so this is what he's got right now. Otten's performing great. And I think I'd like to keep starting him where I have him. Um, currently I've, I'm starting him over Waller in a league several weeks while Waller's been missing and my tight end position's not the reason I'm losing. So <laughs> yeah. now what about on the other side, like with Noah fan, are you, I mean, you know, I I've, I've had him in a few of our DFS lineups, like he's been getting the yards, but it seems like he's getting into that form again that we saw early in Denver, the yards after catch and things like that. You know, are you guys comfortable starting fan? I mean, we know how bad the tight end position is. I think yeah. there's worse options than fan. I yeah. agree. I think he's a streamable tight end and will probably finish in the top 10 this week. And he's, yeah, he's one of the top streamers for me. Like, I, I'd rather play Otten because I think that they want to use him in the red zone and there's a good shot he gets a touchdown and has the targets, whereas we haven't really seen like a lot of red zone usage for Fant yet, but he's getting the targets and they're getting more and more confidence and more uh, rapport with him and Gino. So uh, I like Fant. He's definitely, definitely up there for me. You can start him for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's hop over to the Vikings seven and one at bills, six and two, 43 and a half week, point baby. over under. If Allen plays. If Allen plays, yes, but even still with that defense, this could be this could be a lower scoring game than I think we're ready for. 
you know, it could be. Um, I yeah. I'm excited to see the Vikings against this Bills defense. I want to see what happens. Uh, you know, that's you're right. If Josh Allen doesn't play, that's that's a bummer. But there's a whole different battle that I'm intrigued in that doesn't involve Josh Allen. Yeah. Can the Vikings O line get anything going for Dalvin Cook in the run game against this Bills D line? And is Justin Jefferson so good that it doesn't matter how good the secondary is that he's facing? Right. And does TJ Hawkinson still get usage against a really good, you know, linebacking core? That's yeah. I mean, there, there's not really a soft spot in this Bills D. So this is like a lot of people have been talking about, oh, the Vikings are fake. The Vikings are fake. I think that's overblown. Like they look like a pretty good team this week. Uh, if Allen plays and they're even close, they make you know, they take this game as a close game, clear to the fourth quarter, end of the game. Uh, and it is maybe, you know, this three and a half point difference or so. I think it proves that the Vikings are for real. So I think this is a really big game for them. I don't think it's that big for the Bills. They can, you know, they can probably stand to lose this game and still win their division. It's going to be close with the Dolphins on and their the heels Jets. and stuff. But the Jets are more yeah. on their heels. But, you know, maybe Josh Allen sits this week and they say, you know what, we can we can figure it out after losing this week if we have to. So. They don't have you know. a terrible backup either. I mean, Case Keenum's not horrible. He's not. You, no, you he's know, serviceable. He, and if he, their defense I, can get it done against the Vikings offense, then it's possible Case Keenum could win the game for them. So I think, you know, if they believe in their defense, which they probably should, then, uh, they, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Josh Allen takes this game off. Although I think it, you know, I think they've got think a much better shot plays, at winning. Obviously, if he's are if you he still, plays. are you worried in any way, regardless, Josh Allen plays or Josh Allen doesn't play about Gabe Davis this week? I know, um, obviously, you're starting Diggs, but yeah, he's you know, ah, God, I just don't feel super confident starting him every week, but I do feel a little better about it when he's not up against the you know the Jets. That that secondary is even. It's tough. The Vikings secondary is playing really well too, and I don't know if Gabe Davis just is not a great receiver against really, really tough coverage. But maybe we find out this week. Yeah. He's always got you know that big playability uh, where he could you know get a, a long bomb touchdown in this offense. So as long as Josh Allen plays, I'm okay flexing him. Uh, you know, as kind of a back end wide receiver two or high end wide receiver three. And you're just, you know, you're hoping that it works out for him because it's not going to be on target volume. That's yeah. true. All right, let's jump over the Lions two and six at Bears three and six, 48 and a half point over under Bears minus three. This could end up being a very fun game to watch. It could go one of two ways. Uh, either we have a Lions game like we had last week where it's, you know, 15 to nine or it's 35 to 32. And, you know, you have some crazy game like that at the end of this one. Um, I think Fields is in for a massive game, though, this week. I think he's number one streaming quarterback of the week, uh, possibly even just a starting quarterback going forward. Yeah, I think that's uh, safe if, to say. I, if I was to rank him, I'd probably have him as like my quarterback four or five on the week. Um, so, you know, uh, I think I think we're in for a big one here. How do you guys feel about Cole Komet uh, with his usage last week in the Bears? 
I'm still not confident. It's a it's still a really low passing volume. So unless he's consistently getting that many targets, it's just kind of it, it's fluky. Yeah, I feel the same way. And they're still trying to work Chase Claypool into this offense too. We don't know where the targets are going to go this week. Okay. Um, on the other side of the ball, we've got you know Amon Ross St. Brown. He had eight. I think eight straight weeks of eight targets or more, and he's been held out of it now for five straight games. Uh, I don't know what's going on, um, but hopefully we see a bounce back this week against a really bad secondary in the Bears. Uh, what about DeAndre Swift? You know, they're talking about how they want to get him used a little bit more now this week. Are you guys confident in him? I mean, I had to roll him out last week, and it backfired on me. Um do you think his yeah. usage is going to go up? Or He caught a reception and went down at the one last week. That touchdown definitely would have saved his week. I'm still a little more confident playing Jamal Williams just because they use him so much in the red zone. Uh, and But I think I'd be okay playing Swift as my RB2 this week. With the bye weeks especially, um, you, you know, you're losing some good running backs. And I, I don't know how much I trust him, but I'm – I'm pretty comfortable playing him over like, you know, I mean, there's just nobody on the waiver wire running back this week or anything that you can try and plug and play. So uh, I guess if we're, you know, if we're another week without Gus Edwards and maybe you've got Kenyon Drake there, you could look that way if you're not confident. Oh, that's right. So yeah, there's just, there's not a lot out there that it's like, Oh, I can, you know, play this guy over Deandre Swift if Swift is out there playing. So. It's, that's a yeah. tough bench. What about if you picked up Deonta Foreman and he's playing on Thursday night? Uh, that would no, depend on... Chuba is supposed to be back. Yeah, so... yeah, that's true, but I don't know that that matters that much. I mean, it matters, but is I think Foreman's still like 1A of that running back I would still group. start Swift any day over that. Yeah. Any, okay. any day over the split of that backfield. Definitely. His explosive upside is just way too high. I'm All right, let's go to the the Broncos three and five at Titans five and three thirty eight and a half point over under uh, Titans minus three. Uh, the Broncos are coming off a bye this week. Um, not sure if that solved anything. I guess we're about to find out. Uh, you know, are you guys confident in Sutton, Judy? We talked about you know Dulcich, but um, you know Sutton's had some dud weeks uh, recently but are you confident sending him out there against this really bad Titan secondary? I think so. I, I say that, but I'm not confident. Your question, I guess the answer is no, because I'm not confident. But I'm, I'm more confident in Sutton than Judy. There you go. Yeah, that's and, where I'm at too. And I think Sutton has a good chance of getting a touchdown this week. I think Dulcich is a good play. Um, yeah, tight ends are terrible. Dulcich is fine if you want to play him. He's just as bad as all the rest. Got to avoid the Denver backfield in this one, I would imagine. Yeah, because we have no idea what's going to happen now. Now there's yeah. three of them. I, I have no clue uh, who's going to be the lead back or what's going to happen, who's going to be involved where. So I, I suggest sitting all of them. On the other side, though, you know, obviously Derrick Henry, but are you taking a risk with Traylon Burks or Robert Woods? I mean... I'd Personally, rather not, I man. wouldn't start any of them this week. Definitely going against not the secondary. Woods. Definitely I don't even not think you Woods. can start Burks this week against the secondary. Either. 
I don't think you should, but you might not have a choice. And he's he represents some upside at least. Yeah. I don't think Woods really represents that upside. So all right. Well, let's move on to the Jaguars three and six at Chiefs six and two. 50 and a half point over under Chiefs minus nine and a half. Uh, that's that's massive. Um, but I could see it. Uh, honestly, I could see it. Uh, ETN, you know, he's been on a hot streak. He's I, I talked about his breakout coming. We've seen it now. Do you think that continues this week against the Chiefs? Yeah, the volume is slow down. I agree. Yeah, he's a bell cow right now. Slow down. Yep. I think he's getting 96% of snaps right now. That's and what he got last week. Anyways. It's what James Robinson had when there was nobody else there. Like this is mm-hmm. what the, this is what the Jaguars have been doing for a couple years. And it, it was only broken by having James Robinson and ETN both healthy at the beginning of the year. Uh, outside of that, you know, we've seen, you know, back when they had Fournette, it was all Fournette. So they only use one running back. And if it's, if they've only got one guy, that's an obvious play. You can generally just play him week in week out because he's going to have 20 touches a game. Hmm. Okay. Yep. I agree with that completely. What about Christian Kirk? How do you feel about him going up against this chiefs secondary? Yeah, it's not too bad. I I'd play. I, Kirk. I think, I think this is a pretty good play this week from him. I think they're going to need to throw the ball quite a bit too. Um, Definitely. To keep up. Uh, you know, Juju on the other side has been a top 15 wide receiver three weeks in a row. Um, this last week was more so because of the six teams on by, I think. Um, but, you know, do you think he keeps that up this week? Like, do you think he's uh, stays in that competitive side, even with Tony having another week here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like uh, I like Juju to to be in that top end wide receiver two conversation, uh, kind of week after week right now. What about you, Jordan? Yeah, I like Juju this week. He he's definitely gaining some rapport with uh, Mahomes. We've seen that be building over the course of the season, where they started out pretty slow, but they're really figuring it out. So I'm getting a lot more confident starting Juju. Um, you know, I, I know the next name on the docket is Kadarius Tony. I was predicting that he would get a little more volume than he did. I think they're going to look to get him more involved, but I still don't think I'd want to start him this week. He only had two targets last week. So, yeah, yeah I, I think, it's, I think it's pretty much just Juju. And I think Nicole Hardman isn't a bad flex play this week, especially with the buys. Uh, you know, he's he gets that red zone usage from them quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I talked more about than the running as a, backs as a waiver wire pickup, and I think he's someone you can pick up and play this week. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's a bad one. Sitting all of the Chiefs running backs, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <That's probably laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's jump over the Browns three and five at Dolphins six and three forty eight and a half point over under Dolphins minus three and a half. Um, on the Brown side of the ball, I think Chubb's in for a huge game uh, against this Dolphins defense. I don't know what's going on with this Dolphins defense. I thought they were going to be a lot better this year than they are. Um, maybe once yeah. you know, Chubb gets a little bit more integrated in, it picks up a little bit. But, man, it's just not been what I thought it was going to be this year. Yeah, uh, I think they think the same thing. That's why they went out and made that acquisition. And hopefully things can turn around for them because it looked like it was – 
you know, a group of young, talented dudes. And I don't know why it hasn't gelled the way it should. I'm, I'm yeah. totally in agreement. It's kind of very weird after several years of a, a young burgeoning defense, like kind of what we see currently with the, the Jets, you know, where yeah. they had talented young playmakers who could just change the game on a dime. And uh, yeah, they're, they're a little lackluster this year. They're giving it up all over the place. So uh, yeah. it could be a high scoring game. I think you're right. Chubb is in for a huge game, but I also think that uh, Amari Cooper is potentially a, a good play. Jordan loves Amari Cooper. Put it on record. Yuck. Did you guys just hear that? <laughs> I was honestly, my next my next statement, I swear to you, was about to be, I know you're going to say don't play Amari Cooper, but Josh, how do you feel? <laughs> and then you came out and just said that. Like, I'm like blown away right now. I feel this great is... about Amari Cooper. Let the record show. I already put him into my lineup for this week. He's... What, now, what about DPJ? What do you guys think about Donovan Peoples-Jones as a possible flex? He's seen quite a bit of usage recently. I still don't trust it. No, I'm not ready for that yet. I think this could be a game where Chubb runs the ball 25 times and they they win it that way. So I don't know if they win it that way with this explosive Dolphins offense. Uh, I, I don't you're, think they. You're win. Right, I don't think they win this game. But it, it's it, it's always an option with Chubb because if they get the you know if they get it going the way that they want to play this game, you get a three it doesn't touchdown really matter how Chubb explosive the other offense is. They're taking 11 minutes on a drive. Yeah. Um, what about the Dolphins running back situation with Mostert and Jeff Wilson now? Jeff Wilson played way more snap snaps in week one than I thought he was going to play. Do you see it continuing that way? I know you guys touched on it a little bit that you could see it being a split backfield, but does it worry you at all or surprise you at all that Jeff Wilson got as much usage as he did in week one in the first week with the team? That surprised me, but then I kind of pondered on it and thought maybe I shouldn't be surprised by this at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to make of it. Mostert scored a touchdown early in the game. Uh, and then he, they went away from him. He had a dropped pass. And then after that, it seemed like it was all Jeff Wilson. I I really don't know what to make of it. I'd like I'm gonna try and look into seeing what the coaches said and maybe see if I can give an update in our next episode as to what's going on with that situation because I think it's definitely something to monitor and try and find out more about because that that backfield's been somewhat productive. They've scored a lot of touchdowns on the season. Early on it was Chase Edmonds catching touchdown passes despite having basically no other work. Then Mostert was getting really, really involved. And now this, you know, Jeff Wilson out of nowhere has a huge game after they, you know, kind of get him in a in a weird trade as as kind of just a comeback piece. So yeah, this could be this could be uh, yeah, this could be interesting. And Jeff Wilson if you were able to get him, you know, this week for fairly cheap, um, you know, I don't know how cheap you're able to get him, but if you could, and his role continues to grow, this is an offense you want to running back in. So, you know, I've I loved as long as they can figure that season. out. Yeah. Uh, you know, you would think the same thing about the Chiefs, but then we don't want to touch any other running backs. So, yeah, but I think, I think most are like with bye weeks or uh, Jeff Wilson and most are with bye weeks coming up. You're not going to be super excited. You might even be disappointed because that one week they may not get that touchdown, but they both have a chance to get a touchdown. So I think you could flex both of them regardless um, right now. 
Like if you have, if you have those, you know, rough bye weeks if you had Kenyon Drake and, and Gus Edwards, and then, you know, you also had, you know, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, you know, those guys that are on by this week or mix in and you had to throw one of those guys in, I, I think you could do worse than both of them. Honestly, you're probably right. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Texans one, six and one at giants, six and two, 40 and a half point over under giants minus four and a half. I think that's too low of a line. Um, personally, but like you think the giants will win by more than that. Yeah. I think they win by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I I think the Texans are really going to struggle to move the ball against the Giants. Yeah, especially with Pierce popping up on the injury report. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is going to return, but like, what does that even mean for them? This Giants defense has been playing great. I don't know how big of a game Pierce really does have against this really, really good Giants defensive line. Yeah. And, you know, the Giants are just going to run the ball. Uh, most of this game probably goes through Barkley's hands and they probably keep it out of the Texans hands for most of the game. Um, yeah, and the Texans won't be able to stop Saquon. I mean, besides Pierce and Saquon, is there anybody you're starting? I mean, you could stream Daniel Jones, but is there anybody else in this game that's even worth looking at? Are you starting Brandon cooks? No, I'm more interested in starting like Wandale Robinson than Brandon cooks. Yeah, that's who I was going to bring up as well. And I'm not really confident in starting him. I'd still like to give it some time and try and let him get back to healthy and gain some rapport with uh, Daniel Jones in this offense before I put him in my starting lineup. Because we've seen a little bit of flashes and stuff, but he was banged up the whole beginning of the year and he's a rookie. So he, he needs some time. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's jump over to the Saints, three and six at Steelers, two and six, 40 and a half point over under Saints minus two and a half. As far as I know, the Steelers are supposed to get Watt back in this game. Um, he is expected to return, which is massive. It's a huge difference for that Steelers defense. Um, worries me a little bit about Kamara then, uh, but you're obviously starting Kamara and Alave. There's no choice in those two. Um, it changed my perception on if I would start Andy Dalton because I was thinking about streaming Andy Dalton. But if Watt is back, I worry about that a little bit more. If Watt's back, um, I don't want to stream Andy Dalton. Please go. No, on. yeah, the Steelers are an elite defense with Watt, and there's no way I would play any of the Saints other than Kamara and Olave with with Watt back. For I don't sure. think yeah. there's a defense that's not elite with TJ Watt. Yeah, the Raiders. Well, what about on? <laughs> yeah yeah oh god i'm sorry <laughs> me um, too what about on the other side of the ball uh deontay johnson and george pickens you know steelers are fresh off of a bye are you comfortable getting them in your lineup this week against the saints not no. necessarily comfortable i guess but can you start either one of them and if so which one would you start is marshawn Lattimore going to be back do we know? I or... have not heard yet. There has I last I saw there hasn't been any reports on if he's going to be back or not. Okay, because he's missed a few games. The Saints D is still pretty dang good. Um, you know they they tend to keep keep games low scoring. They don't really give a ton up over the top. I think I'd rather play Pickens than Deontay. I feel like with Deontay, you're relying on the volume and he'll probably get it and not do a lot with it. And so there's just this ceiling's been really capped for him and Pickens seems more likely to get a touchdown right now. 
Okay, let's talk about first round pick. You know, our, our our first round pick here, the running back position. Are we are we are we starting either running back, or would you rather roll out Warren than? Um, I'm drawing a complete blank. Najee right Harris. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, man, it's rough right now. Like the Saints are a good run D. I don't know how confident I would be playing Najee. He's he's been terrible. Man, how uh, I don't think you can I don't think you can start uh Warren yet. Warren, no. He's not getting see, any I, volume. He looks explosive <laughs> on the few touches he gets, but he gets, you know, four or five touches. It's really nothing. Yeah. I think you probably want to start both these defenses more than you want to start the pieces in right. this game. Yes. There's going to be some interceptions thrown. Um and uh there's going to be some sacks on both sides of the ball, so That's for yeah. sure. This yeah, this is going to be a. That's why it's a forty and a half point over under. Um, I think I think both kickers in this game are good starts if you play in a league that starts <laughs> kickers because we could see that a lot of like that teams really struggle to get into the end zone and finish drives. So there's going to be like some long forty plus yard field goals are likely in this game, and hopefully the weather's yeah. good enough. All right, we got the Colts. Three, five, and one at the Raiders, two and six, 42 and a half point over under the Raiders minus six and a half. Um, <laughs> Why? It's, it's an indictment yeah. of Jeff Saturday. Dude, right? Like, I, I saw that line and I kind of I kind of laughed a little bit just because the like, I, uh, Ellinger is bad though. Like, yeah, really, he is really bad. Um, it, you know, Normally, I would say like Pittman's like put him on your bench, but it's the Raiders, so like Pittman could have a good day. So I'm more confident yeah. in Pittman this week than Deontay Johnson. I probably am too, and that's so weird to say because Ellinger is just—I can't believe they're—they're they're in full tank mode. That's the oh, only yeah. reason they're still starting him. Um, Jonathan Taylor though is probably going to have a massive day uh, as yep. long as the coach plays it right and doesn't let Ellinger throw 30 times. Um, he should like literally the most he should throw is 20 times this game. It should be all Jonathan Taylor. Dude, we've been watching QBs all year throw less than 15 times in a game. This should be one of those games for Ellinger because <laughs> yeah. they could win yeah. it by just yes. having Jonathan Taylor run the ball. So yeah. Um, on the other side, you've got uh, obviously Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs that's about it though, that you're starting there. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, you, you might not have a better option if like you've been trying to piece it together where having Waller out. Um, but I still don't feel comfortable starting Waller. Even if Waller Waller goes, I probably wouldn't start him. Yeah. There's, there's other streaming options. I'd rather play. Even if he goes, I'm playing Otten over him in our two QB. So yeah, there's a Joku. There's there's quite a few people out there this week that I would. Now, start if you're in a him. deep deep league and your backup is say Gerald Everett this week, would you start Everett over yeah. Waller? Uh-huh. Yes, a hundred percent. Everett's still a top ten tight end, I think, right now. Sure, but we already talked about this this game, the Chargers game, right? Um, we'll jump into the Chargers game in a bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. uh, Cowboys six and two at Packers three and six 42 and a half point over under Cowboys minus five. Uh, I can't believe that the line is only minus five for this game. 
considering there's literally no offensive players on the Packers that are doing anything, including their quarterback. And they're going up against one of the best defenses in the league, top five defense in the league. Um, and the Cowboys are getting healthy, whereas the Packers are getting injured. Just getting more injured. Yeah. Um, you know, Zeke is expected to be back. Are you throwing him right back into your lineup? Are you ready to go with Zeke? With, I, I have to personally. Yeah, especially with yeah. this, uh, with the line, with uh, how injured the Packers are. Zeke could easily have, you know, over 20 carries in this game, could see the end zone a couple times. I, I like this game for Zeke. Um, I was going to, so we, we talked a little bit about like Foreman, Pierce, those guys. Would you start Zeke over those guys? Or do you feel more comfortable with like Pierce against the Giants than Zeke? Over Foreman for sure. Uh, yeah, I think I'd start him over Pierce. I would. Uh, it's a 50 50 for me. I'd have to flip a coin for Zeke or Pierce this week. What about Pollard though? I would flex Pollard uh, he, probably over Foreman too, but maybe yep. under Pierce. Okay. That's kind of where I am too. Um, on the Cowboys receiving side, you know, obviously you're starting probably Dalton Schultz. You're starting uh CD lamb, but what about Gallup? I mean, I'm a little torn nope. on where I am with Gallup at all. Yeah. Okay. I'm with Jordan so on that hard. Nope. I'm out. Okay. Um, now we've got the Packers side, you know, Jones is, you know, he practiced, but he's, you know, had that ankle injury could be a little bit hobbled in the game. Are you, you, you don't really have a choice, but to start him if he's cleared and ready to go. Oh, yeah. I'm starting Aaron Jones. If he's in the game. Yeah. Uh, what about AJ Dillon? Nope. Not Aaron Jones uh, I'm not very okay, interested. Then- then you've got Alan Lazard going up against this Cowboys secondary. I, I mean, he's really the only person that can catch the ball. So, yeah, um, I'd play Lazard. Yeah, I think that's yeah, really I think it. I would do. All what right, if jump over play? there. Oh, if Rodgers doesn't play, there's no way I'm playing anybody there anybody. except Aaron Jones. Yeah, and that's probably just because I'd have to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, all right, Cardinals three and six at Rams three and five, 43 and a half point over under Rams minus three. This is this could be like either a decent game to watch because both defenses are kind of struggling at the moment, or this could be just a horrible game because we have two backup quarterbacks and you don't know what you're going to get. Um, I'm surprised the Rams are favored by three, I think that's just because they're at home. Um, yeah, but you know, if Kyler doesn't go, are you guys worried about you know you got Hopkins, Ertz, and Rondell Moore? Are you worried about any of those three? Uh, if Kyler doesn't go, I wouldn't play Rondell. Do you still I, feel confident in Ertz and Hopkins? I think maybe I'd try and look elsewhere at on Ertz, but I'd probably still play Hopkins. Yeah, I think you almost have to play Hopkins at this point. He's just a I target hog. Yeah, he's he's absolutely killing it right now so hopkins is going to stay in your lineup and he's he's played with plenty of bad quarterbacks and gotten it done so i'm not that worried about hopkins Ertz is just like i think uh, a little bit of the upside is kind of destroyed and so maybe you can kind of look at a streaming tight end to try and catch a touchdown and maybe have a bigger game than Ertz if they have to have the backup but if kyler plays i'm i'm playing Ertz. i'll play rondale again uh, I think, you know, it's possible that if Kyler 
you know, if the hamstring's bothering him, but he has all those weapons out there, we may just see him throw more and that, you know, that they'll have maybe an extra tight end out there in protection and try just try and get the ball out quick to Rondale and Hopkins and Ertz and see, see what they can do. So I'm just not a fan of that narrative because I don't like Kyler as a pocket passer. I think he's much better when he gets out and tries to, you know, extend the play and make something happen. And that's where his fantasy points come by and large. Yeah. But I mean, Hopkins is Hopkins and Ertz is a, you know, like a really good, tight end considering the tight end landscape so yeah and no, rondale's been true. soaking up the targets and he's kind of that run after catch guy anyways so you know i think those would be short targets and then you're hoping he can do something with them and against the struggling rams d he probably can so. yeah yeah now on the Rams side of the ball pretty much cooper cup's the only one you're starting right or are that's you the end of start- it man I mean, are you are you taking the risk with them getting um, uh, Kyron Williams back in the lineup? No, but I would add him off of waivers or something like that. Like, I want him on my squad just to make sure, but I'm not. I don't want to play him this week. Would Would either of you guys play Daryl Henderson? I'm really struggling with this right now. Like, would no. you play? I'd I'd rather get my four point two points somewhere else. Would you play Daryl Henderson or Chuba Hubbard? Probably Chuba. Chuba. Would you play Daryl Henderson or Eno Benjamin? Henderson. Daryl Henderson. What about Rashad White or Jalen Warren? I might play Rashad White. Rashad White. Really? Over Daryl Henderson. That's interesting. I was considering it. I think I'm going to end up I, think I'm gonna end I up... just don't trust Daryl Henderson at all. And if Kyron Williams does come back, they may just give him the ball and say, hey, mm-hmm. backfield sucks. We didn't have anybody. So, yeah, I, I think I'm going to end up going with Chuba as long as he plays. Yeah, he felt like my best option to me. But I was I was, you know, pretty strongly considering Daryl Henderson and Rashad White. I agree. You know, you probably can't play with James Conner back. Yeah. Jalen Warren, just not not yet. Yep. All right. We got the Chargers five and three at 49ers four and four, 45 and a half point over under 49ers minus seven. See, this is what blows me away is the Niners have a minus seven, but the Cowboys have a minus five. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. I no Chargers that, are better than the Packers. Yeah. I just, that, that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. I don't, I don't know where that, those lines are coming from, but Neither of them uh, have anybody to catch passes, but yeah. Yeah, but at least the Chargers have, you know, something. They move the ball. They have Eckler. They have, you know. So they do have I, Eckler. I, I, yeah, you know, they have Eckler. They have Eckler you know, they have Eckler. Eckler and Jones are very, both very, very good running backs. Not even close in the same tier right now, though, with the way the offenses are moving the ball. Jones disappears way more than Eckler does. You're correct. And they're just, I don't even know if it has to do with like, they want to scheme the ball to, to Eckler more, or if it's just, that's the only way that their offense works right now. But yeah, it's working. On the Niners side on the Niners side, they have all their offensive weapons are supposed to be back. I mean, they have CMC, they've got Ayuk, they have Debo. 
That offense should move the ball pretty easily against whatever's going on with this Chargers defense that we all thought was going to be great, especially if they don't have Khalil Mack. Um, you know, as yeah, far that's as a the hard Niners, hit, man. Yeah. And then, you know, on the Niners side, their defense is finally getting healthy. Um, and now you have a weak receiving core for the Chargers going in. I think your only options to start there are Everett and Palmer. I don't know that I would start Carter this week. Um, yeah, and then, Jordan and I were talking about that before the show that Palmer, based off of volume alone, um, but the, those other pieces, like even I was just saying, I don't really feel confident in Everett this week. Um, I don't really like the Chargers to get in the end zone very much. And I don't think that Everett's going to have like enough volume to make it to where he gets more than, you know, a tight end 10 like finish. And that's, I think, I think that's a good point. And that maybe you could look elsewhere and I may be doing that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the last game of the week. We have the commanders four and five at Eagles eight and O Monday night football game, 43 and a half point over under Eagles minus 10 and a half. Uh, I just want to say, cause this didn't get mentioned the 0% chance from McLaurin. <laughs> <laughs> zero zero percent yeah well it's another zero percent chance this week i'll tell you that yep yep i just man i want to love terry mclaurin so much i love the talent i love the receiver everything that that guy can do it's even a cool name he just he just doesn't have the quarterback to really get him the ball he never has in his career and that's why he can't finish above wide receiver 24 in his career it's also it's the just, reason that he gets so many comps to DJ Moore is that they're just in such a similar situation where it's a high draft capital guy with a ton of talent who the fantasy community loves, all the metrics love, you know, uh, that, that like you look at him on on uh, PFF or, or any of those things and like his, his metrics are fantastic and then the quarterback play is just not enough for him to get it done, so... It's, it's yeah. rough out there for some of these guys. We've seen it before. You know, we saw it with Allen Robinson forever. And yeah. that, you know, sometimes it never turns around. And now we're seeing it with Allen Robinson again. Yeah. So. I think with some of you these know, really talented receivers, we almost get tricked and caught up in like the, the eye test thing because like it's awesome to see guys win 50-50 balls and stuff like that. And that's what, you know, the Terry McLaurins of the world do really well. And like Darnell Mooney catches deep balls really well. And like, but they're on teams where that's not a significant portion of the offense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sticks out in our mind and maybe warps the perspective and is like, okay, well, it doesn't help us in the fantasy realm. Yeah, this is why volume is king and the situation can matter a lot more than the talent a lot of times. You know, you'd way rather have a, an okay running back who's touching the ball 20 plus times every single game than a, a really talented guy who, you know, sees about 10 a game, you know, even, you know. We've seen exceptions for short periods of time with guys like DeAndre Swift and stuff where it's like, yeah, they can turn those 10 touches into something amazing, but the frequency with which it's going to happen is just just way lower. Yeah, for sure. Um, as far as the Eagles side goes, I'm here starting, uh, you know, A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts. I actually like Devonta Smith this week um, against this commander's secondary as well. 
last time they played, he was the wide receiver one. Uh, overall, had like 166 yards and two touchdowns. Ooh. So um, I like him this week. Dallas Goddard, great start. Um, what about the commander side as far as running backs go? I kind of missed this was, you know, Gibson and Brian Robinson. Are you comfortable with either of those guys against this Eagles defense? Nope. Do you think the commanders score? Yeah, yeah, but I would I would just steer clear of the commanders in this game. It could be anybody and it's probably yeah, it's going to be one person probably. So and then maybe a field goal. Yeah, maybe they get one or two touchdowns. It's going to be really hard to know exactly who it's going to be. Uh, Dotson could be back. So you've got three receivers there. You've got the tight end. You got a couple running backs. It's really a crapshoot. Yeah, they're going to get like a, a muffed punt recovery and kick a field goal. And that's like how they're going to score. Like, uh, that's the only way I see them really moving the ball against this defense. This defense is just too good. Um, so, yeah, and they just made what? moves to get better. That's, yeah. So, man. <laughs> it's, it's insane. insane. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you guys got anything else for this week? No, but we got to do our award show soon and, and our, our award predictions. We can Let throw everybody that know. On let's do that. Let's do that on Saturday's episode. Let's do it. Yeah, right. Perfect. Know, we can do some more bold predictions. I think, you know, I kind of, kind of like throwing a few of those in there and yeah. we'll so do look an forward to that and... Saturday. We'll uh, announce our predictions for MVP. We'll announce who we think is going to play in and win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, coach of the year, re- offensive and defensive rookie of the year, all of those. So look forward like to that. It. I like it. Let's do that. And we'll do some, we'll do bold predictions and our DFS lineups again. Woo. Uh, yeah. Should be, should be a good time. Well, you can find us on our main Twitter at best coast FF, and you can find me at BCFF underscore Brandon. I'm at BCFF underscore Jordan. And I'm at BCFF Josh. All right. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you guys on Saturday.